Your favorite PGA and LPGA legends, pros and top instructors are right here every week on Next on the Tee. Join Chris as the greats of the game share their stories, insights and playing lessons. Now, back to Chris and more of the show. All right, now back with me on the French Lick Resort guest line is Golf Pride Channel Marketing Manager Charlie Fisher. Let me remind you about Charlie's background. He earned his bachelor's degree in business administration with a concentration in professional golf management from Methodist University, and he has his MBA from the University of Phoenix. He started out as an assistant golf professional with Siwanoi Country Club up in Bronxville, New York, which is a beautiful Donald Ross design course, which is the site of the very first PGA Championship all the way back in 1916. From there, Charlie became the first assistant golf professional at uh, Colossagic uh, Country Club up in uh, Blue Ridge Mountains in uh, Highlands, North Carolina, an Arnold Palmer design course. Charlie then spent seven years with the Akushnik Company in various roles, ranging from the consumer test coordinator to product test supervisor. He joined Golf Pride back in 2011 as territory sales manager. He's ascended up through the organization, and he is now channel marketing manager, and I'm honored he is back with me tonight here on Next on the Tee. Hey, Charlie, thanks for coming back on the show. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for having us, us tonight. So, Charlie, I want to start our conversation uh, by talking about a Golf Pride product that I've been looking forward to for several months, all the way back when you and I first talked uh, right around the PGA Merchandise Show, which is your Tour Velvet Align Grips. I'm dying to get those things on my clubs. Talk about what they are and what makes them so unique in the marketplace. You know, Chris, um, the Tour the the Tour Velvet Align. We we just launched this the the first or second week of of April here, and um, something that we introduced at the PGA Show earlier this year. And uh, the Align technology we we launched with the Plus Four and the uh, Classic Multi Compound in 2017. And and obviously we had such success with it that it was something that we felt it was a natural. Um, lead into the Tour Velvet, which is the number one grip played on tour, um, actually across all tours worldwide. And so obviously when we looked at what's happening out on tour, when we, we reintroduced, you know, this, this rib technology, um, you know, we recognized that guys were playing rib grips and, you know, nobody knew about it because, you know, the traditional rib is something that you couldn't necessarily see inside the grip. So here we have the number one played grip. Uh, there's, you know, rib, a rib in it that, you know, a third of the guys on tour are playing and nobody knows it. Uh, so how can we enhance that rib, actually make it to where, you know, it's, it's within the, the legal, uh, the, the USGA rules of golf, um, something that's at the legal limit, uh, and then more or less um, give it to where, you know, people can actually, there's some you know, textural uh, advancements to it and just general feels that, that make it more pronounced. Uh, and, and again, bringing that technology to the number one grip in golf. Um, and that's, that's in, in on, on worldwide tours and that's the tour velvet. Uh, it was just a natural, uh, move to that grip. And I'll tell you the, you know, we were really quite pleased with, with seeing the, uh, the success we, we had it, um, in play at the masters and, uh, we had a, a pretty high profile player that finished pretty high, uh, having it in play on his drivers. So we were excited to see that. Yeah. So can you talk about who's playing the Montour? <laughs> you know, because we don't, we actually have 80% tour usage and it's not something that, um, you know, we, we necessarily can talk about it because we don't have paid sponsorships, but, um, I'll tell you that they finished in the top five, top two, perhaps, Chris, <laughs> and uh, we can leave it at that. I was that just going to say, what, I thought they, they finished on one, drive, two. So. 
<laughs> well, uh, you know, we, we did. The, the winner of the uh, the Masters this year did have the multi-compound on his clubs. And, uh, you know, perhaps maybe we had uh, we had the Tor Velvet Align on the driver of the number two. <laughs> number two guy. So. <laughs> you might have so, noticed the red line on the back of the grip. <laughs> so, indeed. Yeah. So, Charlie, one of the things that sort of gets overlooked, you know, we, we talk about when, you, when you're going to go get fit, right, for your clubs, right? We talk about making sure you've got the right shaft, the right lie angle, things of that nature. But I think one of the things that just doesn't get enough attention is making sure you get fit for the right grip size, right? We, we go in, we, we find our clubs, right? They, we take them right off the shelf, and then, you know, maybe we're adjusting some things. But I think we take the grip for granted, Talk about the importance of getting fit for the right grip size. You know, it's it's funny. Um, we have really been making great strides with our OEM partners to really bring custom, the, the grip fitting process to the custom. So, you know, you think of you show up at a demo day, you know, on the weekends or just a general, you know, day at a, at a driving range or your home course, and there's multiple vendors out there fitting you. And you really, you start with the head and what loft and what shape and and then you move into the shaft, making sure that you have the right weight of the shaft, the right flex of the shaft. And the grip is kind of, well, what do you think? Or, hey, just give me what's on there. Um, but, you know, it's funny to really compete, complete the process. We're bringing the awareness to these guys. Like more than 50% of the grips that are sold at retail, um, I'm sorry, more than, more than 60, 40% of the grips that are sold at retail are an oversized grip, meaning they could be anywhere from midsize to jumbo. And, and that's something that really goes overlooked. So it's, it's one of those, well, why is that happening? Well, I mean, for a couple of reasons, one from um, people, you know, people actually fit into larger grips, like actually fit into it. So, you know, you have the guys that fit into a nine and a half size shoe or you have the guys that fit into a 12 and a half size shoe and more guys are, are actually fitting into um, a larger size grip. And, and they're not just settling for the old grip that comes on their club. So we're really trying to work with our partners to make it more a part of the fitting process through the OEMs at retail um, it's something that, you know, we are, uh, we're actually making great strides and in, in making it, you know, whether it's uh, an in-store experience or just uh, in some of the, the fitting bays, um, we're, you know, it's performance grip fitting. So we have many different technologies in our grips, but then also different size options. Um, so, you know, you can actually choose your technology and we have enough technologies with variance in size ranging from undersized to jumbo you can find your size and it's available either through the OEM or through the retail retailer. So um, the importance of it, I mean, I, I, I always relate it to uh, running shoes. You know, you wouldn't go and run, you know, a half marathon in, in, a, in a shoe that's too small or too large because if it's too small, your toes are bound up and they're not flexing the way that they should biomechanically. Or even if a grip is, if your shoe is too large, your, your toes are actually gripping the inside of your shoe, holding on for dear life. And the same goes through, um, you know, when you're talking about your hands connected to the club. And when you're propelling a club, you know, with amateurs swinging anywhere from 90 to 100 miles an hour and tour players swinging anywhere from, you know, 100 to 125 miles an hour, um, trust me, their, their, their grips are tuned in at that level and, and they should be for the amateurs, you know, as well. Charlie, as we were talking earlier with Tim Cusick about kind of shaking the rust off of our swings and, and, you know, getting back out there for the first time. So many, you know, of our listeners in the northern part of the country in the northeast part have uh, snowed in for a long time. And now we're finally starting to see temperatures get into the to the 60s and the 70s and we're dusting our clubs off. You know, how do we know, right? One of the first things we're going to do is pick up that golf club and we're going to touch the grips. How do we know if you know, we need to replace our grips or is it really a good idea 
that one of the first things we do to get ready for a golf season is start out by replacing the grips. I think a general rule of thumb, Chris, is let's go ahead and replace those grips once a year. There's a couple things that happen. I mean, UV rays from just the sun, you know, if your clubs are sitting in the garage, I mean, cold, extreme cold and extreme hot temperatures, you know, can degrade the grip. Now, I mean, certain rubbers are going to last longer than others. Um, you know, and, and, and I always relate it to, you know, a tour wrap or a CP2, just the way that it's made in general. I mean, those grips tend to last longer, even with extreme play. Um, grips that are, you know, buffed when they're finished, they're a little bit more porous. Uh, so, you know, think of your skin that, you know, you know, it, uh, you know, absorbs sunscreen or different things where you rub it in your skin. You know, your skin is porous, so it, it tends to absorb more uh, chemicals or just uh, general uh, environmental things. And, and that's what happens when you have uh, different uh, rubber compounds, especially after they've been buffed. Uh, they're more susceptible um, to degradation. And usually that happens. I mean, it can happen, especially with regular play uh, over the course of a year. Um, now, if you're practicing with your seven iron and your wedges and your drivers, those are the clubs that you're using, you know, multiple times around. And, you know, throughout the season, you probably want to update those anyways. Um, but a general rule of thumb is once once a year. But you, know, you asked, how do you tell? I mean, there's a couple different ways that you can tell. One, um, when you see some, you know, multiple abrasions from where either a heel pad for some golfers who have a loose grip at the top or even a thumb where it's, you know, kind of wearing on the bottom, you can start to see the wear marks. Um, that's one way. The other, the other way is you can tell, I always say, if you can see your reflection in your grip, it's time. So that shine that, that <laughs> naturally occurs, you know, it's, it's one of those where when you start to see, see that shine, um, that's a good indicator that, Hey, this, this is slick. And subconsciously you're gripping it tighter whether you think you are or not, because it is slicker. It's just not as, um, it just doesn't have that tack, uh, that tactile feel that, that a fresh grip has. And, there is nothing better than picking up a club. You can, I always think of, you know, these old clubs I have out in the garage and I can put a fresh grip on them and they feel like it feels like a new club again. So um, it's a great way to start the season. Uh, your, your, your home pro or your local retailer can, can do that for you very inexpensively uh, and generally pretty quick too. So you won't, won't have to wait if that, that warm day pops up here. It's, uh, it's something that can be done pretty quick. Charlie, let's talk putter grips because you know I've been so intrigued by your tour sensor straight and your contour pistol grips. I know you guys have been doing some things around testers for those sorts of grips. Talk about you know what makes those grips so much better than uh, just a, a regular standard putter grip. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's funny. It, actually, it's it's the the tour sensor. It's it's the technology is really in the material, um, and and what we found is a lot of the uh, synthetic material grips up there, you start to lose some feel um, with that material, just the, the feedback when the ball is actually striking the face. And then just from a distance control perspective, through our testing, we found that the players actually had less feedback through their hands. And, you know, ultimately, you know, I think we wanted to design a putter grip that, Hey, a had, uh, you know, we specialize in rubber manufacturing. I mean, that's essentially it. And our great, one of our greatest attributes, you know, its strengths as, as a company is our ability to manufacture different feels, textures, shapes, and sizes in rubber. So, you know, I, I think of it this way, like, you know, there's other putter grips out there that, um, you know, you can have some different shapes or sizes, but you're going to get the same feel. And, and that's just in the material. So our greatest strength, one of our best strengths, I should say, is the ability to, to alter that feel to, to really hone in on something that people like, but you know, when we get into these sizes, I mean, these sizes are kind of in the mid-size to you know maybe oversized range, um, and and that's where we found with the shapes that we've offered, 
in the contour shape especially, um, you know, is that it just fits more naturally in the palm of players' hands. You know, and, and funny enough, I, I had a chance this weekend to play with two guys that were playing with a straight, the straight putter grip with a straight profile. And um, both of them said, you wouldn't believe, he goes, they, they never would have thought that how a putter grip shape, and especially the, the blue contour, uh, sensor straight, how basically it, it's actually changed their putting stroke. Um, so I think, I think when you start hearing things like that from people that, you know, really aren't telling you what you want to hear, uh, consumers and the hundreds and hundreds of consumers that we've tested are giving us the same feedback, um, you know, that you're on to something. So we look to continue to refine that, but, you know, funny enough, and, and this is something that we talk about internally a lot and that we're really digging in on, especially with feedback from our retail partners is, you know, the, you know, the, the smaller, more traditional shapes, um, you know, are really there. And you see guys like, like, um, like Tiger Woods and, um, you know, even, even Rory McIlroy, uh, you know, and you see guys like, uh, you know, even Patrick Reed playing the smaller, you know, Ricky Fowler playing the smaller, more traditional shapes, you know, there's something there too. So, um, you know, we, we're always paying attention to what's happening and what the best players in the world are doing. Cause that's ultimately what we do. We make products for the best players in the world. And, um, most of them are using our stuff. So, <laughs> so with the tour sensor straight, right. Is it is it designed? Is it shaped so that it helps us to square the putter up? Is it is it designed to fit more nicely into into the palms of our hands? The, what was the thought process for how that you know how that grip and the uh, the pistol grip were put together so that uh, so we can make more putts? Yeah, sure. I mean, I think when you start to look at you know the straight particularly, um, you know, a there's a couple different ways. I mean, you know, we were taking you know, we were really taking a look at how people were gripping the club. And, and ultimately, like, as it pertains to a putter grip, you know, there really isn't, I mean, what's traditional anymore, you know, reverse overlap was the traditional way that people, uh, you know, uh, you know, grip the putter. And, and that's really, there isn't one, you know, one way that you could call traditional. I don't think anymore. Um, I, I mean, I'm, yes, you could, but I'm saying, but you, there's definitely a lot of variances to the way that people are gripping the club. So I think what the straight, what it allows you to do, is, is to do that, uh, grip it really any way you want. But it also sets your hands in a way where your hands are, are really, your palms are facing each other. And, and that's ultimately it. I mean, I think if you, there's one part of, you know, with the full swing, the club rotates, uh, it, it opens and closes like a door, right, as you're swinging. But with the putter, you really, I mean, it, it happens naturally, um, but it, there's not a lot of face rotation. That, that face is really, you know, trying to stay as square as it can with the palm of the right hand. Um, and even with the back of the left hand. So um, what it does is it really allows those palms to, to match up and square up. And the contour, really thinking of how does the putter fit into our hands? How does it actually rest into the natural contour of our hands where we have a heel pad that sits on top uh, and fingers that, you know, go underneath? And um, it, it really fits that natural. We went with a design, uh, and again, based off of thousands of grips that we were actually looking at, but that fits the most natural way of the hand. That's that's really how they were conceived. Charlie, just a couple of more before we let you go, but what are some of the trends going on in the golf industry that Golf Pride has recognized and you're either working to react to or improve upon? Are there some technologies within the rubbers or the wraps and that sort of thing that you guys are uh, working to make even better as we look ahead to, whether it's later this year or even in the design phase coming out in 2019? You know, I think there's a couple, that's a, that's a really good question. And I'm glad you asked it. Um, you know, when you start to look at, um, you know, we went through the adjustable, adjustable hosel phase. And I think that, you know, we found that most guys once properly fit, 
don't change it all too often. So, you know, we still make a 360 grip and that's something that we're actually launching this year. We've got a 360 grip that uh, we worked with um, that was actually a stock grip for Titleist. And um, the, the demand for it was so high. People really just liked that kind of 360 style. Uh, and even though they weren't putting it on, you know, clubs that, you know, had adjustability to it. Um, so that was a trend, something that we recognized a few years ago and, and, and reacted to. But from a grip perspective, you know, when you were asking about proper sizes, looking at that plus four, you know, the plus four was something that we launched back in 2015. And it was the built-up lower hand. And we continue to see that plus four product grow. That family is growing. I mean, in fact, the, the, the plus four, um, the plus four family is, you know, is our largest selling family in the multi-compound family. And, and that wasn't the case. So it's amazing how this new technology of three years is now, you know, two or three grips is, I mean, it's easily becoming, you know, one of our number one selling SKUs, if not the number one selling SKU for us. So um, as we look down our line and say, wow, what's happening? We've got the CP2 putter, you know, the CP2 swing grip that has, you know, that plus four type of technology built into it, reduced taper. We've got the multi-compound plus four. Where else are we, what else are we looking at? And why is it really working so well for players? And, and ultimately it just comes down to, it's less tension and, and they're able to put their hands on the club more comfortably and, and fully release the club through impact. And so I would say what trends are we seeing? You know, we're, we're constantly looking, um, you know, to understand what, you know, the best players in the world are doing, what consumers are doing, you know, amateurs are doing uh, through, I can tell you we're, we're always hot on the trail doing consumer testing, whether it's independent testing where we're um, getting other, uh, other um, independent test groups to actually do, um, do testing for us because uh, as we don't want to, we're trying to remove as much bias as we can. We feel like we're so close to this stuff, uh, but then also just our own infield testing. And um, I would say that that's, that's the type of stuff. And, and this align technology is something that uh, is, is, this isn't a flash in the pan thing. This is something that's real. And uh, we're, we're continuing to pursue, you know, this. And um, I'll tell you uh, some of the, some of the test results that we've seen in terms of actually hitting it closer to the target line, Chris, it's amazing. I mean, we're talking four or five yards with a six iron, seven or eight yards with a driver. That's significant. And, and really wow. it's just a matter of being able to consistently place your hands on the club, do it consistently, and then feel where the club face is through impact. And, and this, these are the types of things that we're finding. So um, this is real. And, you know, in a world where, you know, we're always in this, and we don't necessarily put this in our advertising because it's not something that like it's, oh, you know, five more yards, you know, 10 more yards, this, that, or the other, or hit it closer to your target. But, you know, these are real things. Why we're building the products that we're building is because there is performance. Uh, there's, it's, it's performance driven. I mean, ultimately, we're, we're not going to bring something out that doesn't necessarily help the golfer play better golf. So, Charlie, do you and Golf Pride, do you have some events coming up where people can go out take a look at the product, test the product, that sort of thing, where uh, we can let our folks know where to find you guys? Well, I'll tell you what. We're, we're partnering with some really, really good uh, distributors throughout the country uh, who have independent sales reps that are doing demo days throughout. But I would say our next big event is actually at the Hagen Oaks Golf Expo um, this coming weekend. Um, it's probably one of the largest consumer shows uh, in the country. And I know we've partnered with Carl's Golfland uh, earlier this year to, to have some of our team out there. Um, but there's certainly going to be more. Um, we're always, you know, we're, we're always happy to support our partners that, 
that uh, want golf pride and, and consumers I feel like uh, feel like it's a benefit to, to have us there as well because uh, just like an opportunity like this to get to talk about grips, it's you know we're all, we we love doing it. It's it's our passion. I mean, hands are our passion. We want to make sure that we're uh, getting people on the right stuff. So um, those would be the I would say the the couple that are coming up and that are fresh on my mind. So Charlie, before we let you go, how can our listeners you know follow both you and Golf Pride, whether it's online or it's on social media? Sure, Golf Pride is on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, in Facebook. And, you know, we're always a uh, look at the masters. We had a set. It was like a promotion every day, whether it was limited edition towels, limited edition belts, uh, kits. Uh, so be sure to check us out on Facebook, on Twitter, the same and, and, and Instagram. And, um, you know, we're, we're always looking to connect with our consumers and, and, and provide as much information as we possibly can and, and, you know, provide as much value as we can to them too. We, we love our consumers and, and, uh, looking for that and and me chris as i mentioned last time i'm boy i I mean you might as well just follow golf ride because i the only thing i retweet and repost is golf ride so it's it's all (laughs) golf ride all the time (laughs) well charlie thank you so much for taking time out of your night to come back and and be a part of the show you're fantastic i've really enjoyed getting to know you a little bit earlier this year and then having you back tonight you're fantastic i hope you'll come back and join me again soon, share more of uh, the great things that you guys are doing. Chris, thanks for having Golf Pride on your show, and, and we're going to have to make sure you get some Tour Velvet Alliance in your bag. So thank you. Nah, thanks I appreciate for having you. Us. Take all care, right. Charlie. All the best to you and your family. We'll catch up soon. Thank you. All right. Good night. That is Charlie Fisher. And again, Golf Pride, I'm telling you, these new you know Tour Velvet Aligned grips are something I'm very, very excited about. Can't wait to get them on my golf clubs. I think, you know, again, the hands are the only place that we have connection with the golf club, right? And and that align on the back, you know, helps you make sure you got your hands in the right position every time. I can't see why everybody wouldn't want that as the uh, as your grip. So check them out online, golfpride.com. All right, folks, it is time for us to put a bow on this episode of Next on the Tee. But you know, we always like to close up shop by hearing about the great things that uh, our good friend Jim Estes and the folks over at the Salute Military Golf Association are doing. The Salute Military Golf Association was created to provide rehabilitative golf experiences to the brave men and women who have been wounded while serving our country. Hi, I'm Jim Estes, PGA Golf Pro and co-founder of the Salute Military Golf Association. With my adaptive golf program, we've successfully helped thousands of soldiers in their recovery, both mentally and physically. The SMGA has been providing family-inclusive golf experiences across the country since 2007. To date, the SMGA has equipped more than 1,000 warriors with properly fitted golf clubs and has extended its clinic series to more than eight chapter and affiliate locations across the U.S. If you are a wounded veteran interested in participating or if you'd like to learn more about the Salute Military Golf Association and find a chapter closest to you, visit our website at smga.org. We've seen firsthand how impactful golf can be in aiding one's recovery. The Salute Military Golf Association, empowering wounded veterans one fairway at a time. Visit smga.org. That's smga.org. Folks, Jim and his team continue to do some amazing things for our military veterans. Go online and check them out at smga.org. All right, it's time for me to put a bow on this episode of Next on the Team. My sincere thanks once again to Tim Cusick and Charlie Fisher for joining me tonight. I hope you enjoyed the show. Please give me your thoughts. 
Check out our page, Next on the Tee, with Chris Mascara over on Facebook and share your feedback. Plus, if you have a question for one of our future guests, and, you know, let me know. I'd be glad to get that question on the air for you. If you go back and you look at our page on nextonthetee.net, that's our website or our page over on Podbean. Uh, and you see, you know, boy, hey, I sure would have liked to have had a question, you know, asked to, to this person or that. Let me know that as well. I'll reach back out to them and get that question over to them and let you know what the answer was. Please also check out our sister show on the football side, Thursday Night Tailgate, with me and my co-host, Bob Lazari, and our announcer, Joe LaGenusha. That show airs live every Thursday night from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time. You can stream it live on Blog Talk Radio. And like I say, that show, like this one, also available as a uh, free podcast over on Podbean and on iHeartRadio as well. On Thursday Night Tailgate, we're joined every week by five NFL legends sharing their stories from their playing days, plus their insights into what's going on around the NFL today. We also highlight two players doing great things in their communities in our Spotlight on the Positive segment. You can find that show online. Our website there is ThursdayNightTailgate.com. And again, this show at NextOnTheT.net. Folks, thank you again for choosing to listen to this show today. We know you got thousands of shows and podcasts to listen to, and we really appreciate the fact that you are making Next on the T one of them. Until next week, hit them straight, my friends. You've been listening to Next on the T with Chris Mascaro, where PGA and LPGA pros and top instructors and media members to tell their stories Join us the same time every Tuesday To hear more stories About the game we love From people who love Sharing those stories with you It's all about the great game of golf It's all about the great game of golf